0: Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message.
1: Genesis chapter 2, verses 24 through 25. As if, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. over the next few minutes i want to preach to you i want to share this me and my wife from this this subject or this title the law of priority the law of priority let's pray father we thank you father for these moments that we can lean into you have conversations with you and lord the media every song every movie that we're watching in the next few weeks, they're going to bombard us, Lord God, with relationship um, values because they're going to be teaching their worldly values. And Father, I I ask in Jesus' name that today, As we lean into this fear, Lord God, and help us to overwhelm, Lord God, the voice of the enemy. Help us, Father God, to overshadow, Lord, the tactics of the enemy, and help us to pull from scripture, Lord, what does it look like to be in relationships, Lord? Let us not just allow, Lord God, for those areas that the enemy has dominated, for the church to stay silent silent in them, but Father, I pray in Jesus' name that we can step in with the light, that we can brighten it, Lord God, and that we can lead men and women to you. Father, we love you, and we thank you for what you're going to do here today, Lord God, as we learn about the law of priority lord we pray in jesus name that you will get the glory and that you would teach us lord god in christ's name we pray lord amen and amen come on would you put your hands together one more time all over this place the law of priority me and uh me and lid we uh we for years now we've taken trips to so many different places All over the place. it's been it's been fun we we prioritize each other and uh we also take trips with our friends and we have some okay. stories to tell you um but i remember this one specific trip geez this had to have been 10 years ago more probably than probably
0: more because our boys were super little
1: my god i think it
0: was yeah somebody I've got pregnant on that trip too yeah, i think so i mean. <laughs> it wasn't me though i think it was purita
1: i think purita got pregnant on that <laughs> yeah. trip. Oh, or jessica Jessica. I think it was just one of them. Anyway, we uh, <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, we we went to Orlando, Florida. We're all married, one of our y'all. Okay, yeah, so we're all married, by the way. Of Praise kids the kids. Lord. <laughs> Can't nobody get pregnant here anymore. But we could practice. Yeah. But uh, okay, what stop. what happened? Stop, guys! You're so inappropriate. We're in church. <laughs> um, what happened was that uh, we went to this timeshare. And, you know, with timeshares, you know, you, you get what you get. And so a friend of ours had a timeshare, and it was like a two-bedroom apartment um, in Orlando, Florida. And we were, like, super excited. We were like, yo, we're going. Let's You know, we're going to go hang out. Um, and so we went to, to the timeshare, and we, we all hung out. We unpacked our clothes, and we, we just were, you know, hanging out. Mid-afternoon, we're, we're, we're just there, and all of a sudden, like, we're cooking, or I think lid in them were cooking in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, a roach kind of, like, runs across the wall. So everybody freaks out. You know what I mean? Like, mind you, let me explain to you. Florida roaches are a little different. Florida roaches, we got, we have the little tiny ones or we got like, I can't say we're comparable to Georgia because y'all got like man roaches. Combat, you know what I mean?
0: Combat roaches. <laughs> They're in the military. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Georgia
0: roaches. They have a
1: structure and a lid one time, hit one. Boom. That one went down on the ground said, oh, you hit me? And then when she tried to go after it, that thing said, and flew at her. I thought I was in the shower, y'all, with people in my house. I ran out with a towel. I thought somebody was in my house. I thought it was, I thought it was going down. Um, so we're in this, you know, and then you start seeing them. And, and then we were laying down, and all of a sudden, like, somebody had, like, a roach crawl on them. And they were like, oh, my God, what the heck is going on here? It's, like, pretty bad. And, and then as the day went on, we kept seeing these roaches everywhere. We moved the couch, and we were like,
0: yeah. Okay. So when you're in Florida, you're you're expecting to see one or two roaches. It's just a normal thing, especially in a rental home. But
1: they I want should, the AC because it's too hot outside. Yeah.
0: This was this was like everywhere you turn, you. It was a pretty roach. bad. It was gross.
1: So in that moment, we were like, you know, I'm I am. <laughs> I'm your best friend when you go out uh, because I'm the one that's gonna ask. Hey, bro Can I get another room? And so a lot of us were like no, you know what I mean? Let's just you know, we just let's just put some traps out or let's spray and I was like we're not doing any of that We're going to who is your manager call me Karen Kevin whatever you want bro, we. Who, I need to speak to your manager and so I finally manipulated my friends to go up to the front because it wasn't under my name. So we finally went up to the front and they were like, oh, you know, it's Florida. It's hot. No, no, there is no Florida. There is no hot. We paid. We didn't pay. It was a time We paid for this room and we're going to get our money. So whatever. So we ended up getting another room and it was a, and it was a great, a great, great trip. I think we had a blast. What, what was funny and what I'm trying to what I'm trying to pull out of this story, because as I was working with this with my wife, We started to think about it, and for so many of us, I feel like we land in that space in our relationships so much, and we don't even know it. What does that mean? That means that we find ourselves in a space where dysfunction Um, where the ways of the world, um, the tactics of Satan, uh, what Drake spoke about, um, me, I didn't, my father wasn't in the, in the house, it was my mom, so I didn't really have anybody to really teach me relationships, so the persons who, the people who taught me relationship was like Martin and Gina, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He taught me how I should be, you know, debonair and like pull up. You know what I'm saying? Boys to men taught me how to get on bending knees. darling. Okay. You know what I mean? Boy meets world. I had a crush on Topanga. You know what I mean? So I was like, I, I hated Corey, but I was like, Topanga was, you know what I mean? Like, Urko, I was like, yo, I'ma chase that. Like, so a lot of my relationship tips and, and tricks and how to be in relationships was, was caught from TV and whatever I saw. And then obviously, divorce was rampant in my family. Actually, marriage was not rampant in my family. People just lived together and then they would break up and live with somebody else and they wouldn't get married because they didn't want to, you know, and 30, 40 years they lived together and you're like, did you ever get married? Nah, we're not doing that. The day we get married, we're going to break up. What will happen though, and what I want to show you, is that if you're not happy with the way that your relationships are, do something about it. Don't allow for another roach to crawl over your arm. Get help. And this is what we're going to try to provide today. Uh, The two top things that people need, most people, right? I think two top things that most people need. If you're honest and you're in church, you'll say it's true. But how how many of you want to be broke for the rest of your life? No-no's humble. Nobody want to bro. How many of you never want to have love? Like you just never want to have love. Okay, cool. So these are probably the two top things. We all want money and we all want love. Um, What that looks like is up to you. Uh, If you want, we believe in the prosperity gospel at this church, right? Yeah. We believe in the prosperity gospel. We believe God wants to give you whatever car you want. He wants to give you whatever house. I love some people looked up. We're like, oh, now you're paying attention. Yo, we we believe, <laughs> hey, you want a brand new pair of Jordan? God wants to give it to you. God want Whatever you see in the world, God wants to give you any of that, all of that stuff. And it's very simple for you to do it. If you've been a part of the greater church, then you know, because we teach this. We lean into this. It's part of our core beliefs. Ready? Four letters. W-O-R-K. Go get a job. Save your money. Go buy your car. Get your house. Be smart. Don't spend your money on a pair of $250 Jordans. When you know you still have to buy that, you still... Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we we believe in those things. But if you want something, work hard for it. Save your money, man. And be smart. Be a steward of it. But if you want a good relationship, then then you got to work hard at it. And unfortunately, in the United States of America... Uh, divorce is running um, to a point that I believe it was in the 40% now of people who are getting divorced um, after they get married. Uh, uh, A few years ago, maybe five, ten years ago, the number one reason that people were getting divorced, believe it or not, it was for money. People were getting mad and divorced because of money. Like money was like running rampant and messing everybody up. Do you know that 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 has changed? The number one reason right now, especially after the pandemic, in 2022, the number one reason why people were getting divorced is because of, number one, infidelity. You would think that was always the same one. Like, it should always be number one. No, it really wasn't. Infidelity is number one. And you know what number two is? A lack of intimacy. Lack of intimacy. These are the two reasons why people are getting divorced. And you know why I think that that has jumped up so much? Because of the access that we have now. We have so much access to watching other people's Jay-Z and Beyonce, you know what I mean? We have so much access to watching everybody online and watching all these relationships that you're you're putting unreal expectations on each other. Not only that, but I believe that we are in a porn-demic. I believe that they're in the midst of a pandemic, there is a porn-demic. And I believe that men as well as women have found themselves in a place where they've allowed for what they see on a screen um, through the means of pornography um, to take the place of what they want their spouse to look like. And the comparison that's created in that, the utter hurt and devastation, whether you think that you're doing it or not, you're looking at your spouse and you're saying, yo, I want you to do that. And without saying those words, you're actually losing distaste. And so what happens is that that intimacy begins to draw down because you're like, yo, why aren't you doing what I saw this person do? Why aren't you doing that? Whether you do it out or you just do it from your heart, this is something that's plaguing and killing relationships by the dozens. So how do we do this? How do we move away from having these moments? I believe that, number one, these, these things are all about our soul. We're going to get into the message. I'm just giving you a pregame right now. This is for you. This is a freebie. These things have to do with our soul. And so for the first, my God, 10 years of our relationship, I was like, "Lid, you don't hold my hand enough. You don't hug me enough. You don't, you don't tell me you love me enough. We're not, you don't do this enough. You don't do that enough. Um, and, and I was wanting this love from Lid that was, number one, it was unrealistic because she can't do that. Um, and I had to figure out, and it, it took a bunch of work and I think a lot of heartache for me to come to the place where I was like, I'm trying to get something from Lid that my priorities are wrapped up, that I can't get it from Lid. I'm really looking to it from God. Let me know. I'm, this is not cliche. I promise you. I need to get filled up from God, understand that he loves me, that I'm valued, that I'm validated. Then I will be able to accept her. Because even when I sit down, I was like, okay, let's figure it out. Like, what would it look like if I actually felt your love? And I was like, okay, you held my hand. You hugged me. You told me you love me. We did all this together. Then what? I still feel that feeling. You know what feeling I'm talking about. You ate food. And your wife or your husband, depending on who cooks, you know, I'm still waiting for Joe's brisket. Whoever it is that cooks, (laughs) they cook and they do an incredible job. You sit there and you're like at the dinner table like, I can't breathe. You know that feeling? I can't breathe. That I can't breathe feeling. And then all of a sudden, about four and a half minutes, five minutes later, you're like, ooh, I can have something sweet. Yes. You can't breathe. (laughs) And then once you eat something sweet, what do you do? Oh, I got to have something salty. And it's a cycle of the enemy. <laughs> and you're going back to a popcorn. You know what I mean, David? Just, just give me a spoon of ice cream. I don't want a lot. I don't want a lot. Just a spoon. Could it be that it's not really that we're hungry, but that our flesh, there's an appetite in it that is constantly yearning for more and more in relationships, in food, Uh, Does scripture not explain to it show you this first John chapter 2 verse 15 through 17 It says do not love the world or anything in the world If anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in them for everything in the world watch this the lust of the flesh The lust of the eyes and the pride of life come not from the father But from the world the world and its desires pass away But whoever does the will of God lives forever so there has to be this feeling, number one, before you get into any relationship, you have to allow God to love you the way that you want to be loved. Your wife, your husband is not going to love you the way that you want to be loved. Uh, listen to me. They will. They love Lid loves me perfectly, imperfectly. My wife is not God. God loves me perfectly perfectly he understands me my identity is solely based in him and I love and I can receive his love once I receive God's love now I can take lids love but now I don't have to put these extra crazy expectations on her but I can receive the way that she loves me and the way that men and women love is something totally different and we're going to unpack what that looks like but the foundation of every one of these things that I just spoke about I mean From a relational standpoint, intimacy, divorce, money, the root of these things, and what can fix all of these things is one word. You ready? Write this down. This is going to be a very practical message. You want to take some notes. Trust me. Here's that one word, communication, communication. Today, we're going to lean into how do we prioritize communication?
0: Yeah. So Pastor Gino, what he's trying to explain is we have to put priority to our relationships. And, and the first priority, we're always going to tell you what he was talking about, soul care, what we discovered even in our relationship. Priority number one will always be God. We put God first, let him fill us up. In that aspect like what Chino was talking and then we go to our second priority and in in a a lot of us who are married our second priority is going to be our wife or our husband for those of you who are single or uh, your priority is might be your parents because it does say honor your your mother and your father there are priorities you have to set your priorities and then everything else falls into place so what he's trying to say is we have to set our priorities God first And now we're going to go into uh, priorities of our relationships. And how to do that, like you said, our first thing, it— is communication, being able to communicate. Um, if you read in the book, there's there's a cu- couple of the priorities, but me and Sheena, as we were reading this, the main thing that we struggled with was our communication, being able to communicate. And it's not just even between me and him, thinking about how you communicate with you, the people who are under you, your employees, uh, your friends, your neighbors, even your mother and your father. There's an importance to the way that you communicate. And we think that it's important to prioritize communication, that we put it first. So God first, then our relationships, but in the relationship, we prioritize communication as well. And there are five things. There are five elements, and we call them the five T's of communication. And so this, this series and these things, so it's going to be real teachable. We're going to, like he said, take some notes. Because we feel that it's important that you learn the practicalities of what we teach up here. It's very easy for us to come up here and say, God says prioritize your marriage. Or prioritize your relationships. And you're like, okay, that's good. I, I agree with that. But how? This is, this is the meat and bones of things. So that's the five T's of communication. The first one, number one, is tone. All right? You can say something in a tone. And it can mean two different things, depending on the tone that you say. Let's take it, for example. I'm going to say, okay. uh, Babe. Okay, so yeah. uh, Can you ask me a question to do something?
1: Can you you fold the clothes that you left on the bed from the laundry?
0: So listen to my tone. Okay, babe. Yeah, I'll do it now. Not a problem. I'm sorry. I forgot. Mm. Or... (laughs) Or, or my tone can change. Okay, babe. Yeah, I'll do it. I, like I don't have anything else to do.
1: You do have something else to do. I've asked. The moment that it came out of the laundry, I work hard every day. Fold my clothes.
0: Oh, oh, oh.
1: You can't curse on stage. You're in. Yeah. It's okay. church, people. So We're still in church. This
0: is a real scenario. It would have got real ugly right there. Her, there okay. Her no? ear got red. Her ear got red. <laughs> I'm like. Are you trying me? Are you Are you serious? Are you serious? Mm. Okay. All right. Let me take. Sorry. This is not real. We're just pretending. <laughs> okay. Your tone makes every Maybe. difference in the world. Did you see that when I said, hey, baby? He was like, mm, okay, I like it when you say it like that. And then when I said it in a very mean way and my tone was different, it sparked an argument. It was just about the way that I said it. We need to learn how to use our tone in the right way. There are times even when you're upset and you have every right to be upset, but the way that you tell your spouse or your friend or the person that you're speaking to, the way that, the tone that you take can either cause an argument or it can bring um, a, a resolution to the issues that you're having. Tone is so important. Men and women, we're all different, okay? We're different when it comes to our core needs. So women, let's just talk about it, we need security as a core need of a woman, we need security. It comes from um, security when, when you're talking about a relationship and in a marriage, it comes from a, a, a selfless, sensitive man. A man that can understand that, oh my God, she might be overreacting, but I'm gonna be sensitive to that. She's struggling with something and she doesn't know how to communicate it. How can I be the selfless, sensitive man to, to bring that out of her, right? To bring it out and maybe I can help her. And And insecurity, when, 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 when he doesn't do it the right way and doesn't do it that way, it brings insecurity in a woman. And it comes, it comes from the per, the man that is selfish and detached. Oh, all she does is complain. I don't, I don't understand. I work just as hard as she, blah, 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 blah. And he gets into his own feelings and he's not being sensitive and it brings insecurity. So that, that takes away from her core. Men on the other way, um, I'm, I'm sorry, your tone actually can, can destroy or create security in a woman
1: that's crazy just with the way you say something can create or destroy yes that's insane that's a tweet there bro
0: yeah (laughs) and then and then as a man what does a man need a man needs honor honor and respect so men when when they're when they're feeling dishonored when when there is no honor in the relationship or they don't feel respected, what do they do? Their their initial reaction is to detach. And we as women, we want to attach, but they detach. So then there's this thing that happens where where if we give honor in our tone, if we respectfully say, instead of, are oh, you always and uh and yelling and screaming, and you say, um, babe, can I talk to you? Because I need to talk to some about something that's bothering me. That's an honorable way, a respectful way to bring something to his attention. He will go forward towards that and move towards that. But if I come at him in the tone of disrespect, he's going to detach from that.
1: Definitely. Tone. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Number two, it's time. Um, I think time. We have to carve out. You make time for what's important to you. Um, I, I speak to people all the time and they're like, yo, I just, I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not praying enough. And I, I do feel sympathy at times. Um, and I do walk with people and try to help them to create plans, but yo, know, you make time for what you make time for and what you want and you prioritize what you want. So if you're up at three in the morning, watching the 14th episode of that epi- on Netflix, Hulu, whatever one you have, you're not prioritizing your time with God in the morning. So of course you're going to get up at, you know, seven o'clock and literally brush your teeth, jump in the car and head out um you got to have your priorities in place but i think it's important and there's three types of priority when it comes to relationships and and when it comes to communication um and i think these three are super in, important um if you want to see it get done number one it's proactive get a plan together um me and my wife we we do this we, we try to do, we didn't do it this year or last year, but we try to do this a lot more um, where we sit down and we have a time where we get away. Um, we usually do like about three days um, and we go out like a Friday. Um, we, we'll be there all day Saturday and then Sunday we'll come back or we'll do it Monday. You know, whenever, depending on our schedules, uh, we try to get away for a few days. And basically what we're doing during that time is that we're just having conversations and we're planning out our year. So we're sitting there and we're just talking about, Hey, what does it look like right now um, for the church? What does it look like in our personal relationship with our kids financially? Like little sit there and she'll be like, hey, babe, like here's what we have. And this is what I want to pay off. I want to pay this thing off. Um, so this is how much we're going to say. And we just have a, a conversation and we're proactive in doing that. And then the second type of conversation, it's personal. And this is the day to day, 30, 60 minutes. Like, fellas, we don't like to do this. Some of y'all do. Some of the fellas, you're chatty patty. Um, and then there's other, there's other guys that we just, ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like, sex. That's it. Um, <laughs> ladies want to sit there and talk. And I had to learn this the, the, the hard way. Um, I'm physical touch. The love language, I'm physical touch and I'm words of affirmation. If you give me a hug and you tell me I'm amazing, you can have my bank account. Take my money, my house and my car. You could do all that. But she, on the other hand, she wants me to clean the house. And then she wants me to put my phone down, look at her in the eyes, and talk to her. That's weird for guys. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, can we do something while we talk? You know what I mean? Like, can we walk? Like, let's walk and talk. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just... No, babe, just talk to me. About what? I don't know. Just talk to me. (laughs)
0: Literal arguments about that. But we got (laughs)
1: to... But I, we have to learn how to be able to do that because for her, it means something and I want to prioritize her in my communication. So I have to make sure that I do that. And then the last one is just intimate. Um, and intimate doesn't mean sex. Um, communication, communicating love and affection for each other. That's a five minute, 10 minute deal. Um, I, I, I'm a words of affirmation guy. So I know my wife works hard at it. And ladies, let me explain something to you. There are times that I know my wife, she'll have a thought and then she'll be like, Hey, babe, I really love the way that you did this, and I'm, I'm grateful that you did that. To her, or, or maybe even you, you're like, yo, that sounds forced. Like, she had to think, oh my God, I got to affirm him. Let me do it. And you would think that that would be forced. But when she tells me that, something inside of me is like, dang, she honored me. She saw me do that. I don't, at the beginning, it's a little like, oh, but then I'm like, yo, she really cares that I did that. And it makes me feel good. Like it's a word of affirmation and it's honoring to me. And all she did was just take five minutes and just say to me, babe, you did a great job. Hey, babe, the way you spoke to the kids, good job. And that just pushes me through the roof so five minutes five to ten minutes make sure every day you're having intimate conversations so be proactive get a plan together be personal 30 to 60 minutes every day and then make time to have those five to ten minutes just babe i love you i'm so grateful later i thank you that you said yes to me i know getting up on a stage sometimes and and running your mouth this is like the worst for you but you always do so good of a job we always do so good of a job oh my god look everybody's clapping
0: I know, they need to do that for you. You're the yeah. words of affirmation. Clap for him. Go clap. He does a better job of me, right? Okay, there you go. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. All right, so the five elements, right? We got the first one. What is it? It's, it's tone. The second one is time. And the third one, trust. This is a big one, right? Trust. Okay. Trust can be earned in drops, but lost in buckets. It can be all gone real quick when I don't trust you, right? Okay, so trust, it has to be compiled with being open, honest, and intimate. All right? So there, the more you gain my trust, the more I can trust you, the wider my heart will be. And this is for everyone. The more a person can trust you, the more i'm going to be willing to to be more vulnerable for you be more intimate to be able to to share the things without feeling like oh my god something bad's gonna happen from that and that is how trust is built the more you violate that trust the more you take away and 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 lose my trust in you the more i'm gonna put up that wall and i'm gonna close that door and i'm not gonna do anything for you and sometimes in our relationships what that's what we do We do because, you know what, Um, you did that little thing and now I can't trust you with how I feel. I I came to you and I might have been overreacting or irrational in my emotions, but I just needed you to hear me, give me a hug, I needed you to kiss me, I needed you to say it's going to be okay, and all you did was minimize what I was feeling, and all you did was turn around and say you're overreacting. You just took away trust. I can't trust you with those feelings that might be irrational, but they're my feelings. So we have to learn how to trust. So how do we build trust? Now, a list is going to come up. And I'm literally just going to read this list off to you. Because we all have different ways where we can build trust and areas that maybe we need to work on in our relationships on every, every area of our life. So I'm going to read through these these things. And as I'm reading, they're going to come up on the screens. And I just want you to look at them. And as we're doing it, just jot down one or two things that you say to yourself, you know what, this is the area that I need to work on in my relationship yeah. with my spouse.
1: And I, I would just say, if you want to pull your phone out and take a picture, if yes. you want the slide, we definitely, Sunshine and Cecilia in the back, they can help you and, and email these slides to you if you want to. Um, but here's what, I, I want to take the pressure off. Because some of y'all are like, yeah, I don't want to do that because then she's going to know. Shut up.
0: Hey, that builds take trust. Take picture, hey, bro. Hey, that builds trust. Hey, that builds trust. That builds trust in your woman. You want to know why? Because she sees you doing that? That means she trusts that you're trying to do the work and that you care enough about that. That in turn tells her that you care that much about her.
1: And, and I think it's the same thing for men. You know what I mean? The fact that she's actually pulling it out for us is like, she cares about me. She's actually, she actually wants to do these things. Um, lost in buckets. Lost In buckets. That's how fast trust goes away. And you earn it little drops. So here are some drops. So So here are
0: the little drops. It's going to come up on the screens. Consistently saying and doing the right things. Key word. Consistently saying and doing the right things. This goes along with it. Keeping promises. If you keep promises. Wow. Being faithful. And sexually pure. That's even in the, in the darkness, okay? When you're, when, when there's, when you're all alone and, and, and nobody can see what you're doing. And that means in your thoughts as well. Because nobody can read your thoughts. But your actions come out from your thoughts. So always remember that. Taking responsibility for your behavior and not transferring blame. Hey, when you make a mistake, own up to it. Don't say, well, because you did that, I did this. No. That doesn't work like that. Take responsibility for your behavior and not transferring blame. Being sensitive to your spouse and meeting needs. Validating your spouse's feelings even when you don't understand or agree. I just gave you an example of that. He doesn't understand me. Treating others as an equal and valuing their input. Protecting your spouse from children in-laws or others that's a big thing in some some people's relationships being truthful in a loving manner hey you might be a hundred percent right but the tone that you're telling me this in is is making me defensive it's making me angry it's making me feel like a bunch of crap to be honest do it in a loving way it makes all the difference not sharing personal secrets Remember, if somebody's coming to you and they say, hey, this is important to me, but please keep it to yourself, it's because they it's important. And that's how you can build trust. Asking for forgiveness. This is huge. That's all part of owning up and taking responsibility. Ask for forgiveness for the things you've done wrong. And then giving forgiveness. And the last, be positive and faith-filled. Know that God loves you and the other person just as much or more than you love them. So be positive there's always there's always an as- aspect of change your husband can be better ladies husbands your wives can be better have hope be faith-filled
1: absolutely so So when you're, when you're thinking about relationships, these things fit, but like even in a business world, like you're consistently saying and doing the right things to your employees or to your employer, you know what I mean? Keeping your promises. Hey, I'm going to fulfill my commitments, being faithful and sexually pure. I don't know how that works in business, but God bless y'all. Well, outside Um, of the
0: sexual part, but faithful, like I I honor, yeah, like you're my employee and I am faithful to you to make sure that I'm, I'm going to take care of you as my employee. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go and try and behind your back and talk to another employee about
1: you. Absolutely. Taking responsibility for your behavior not transferring blame. I mean, like all of these things, they transfer relationships, friendships. Um, This is, uh, we're not just talking to the married folk. Don't check out and be like, well, I ain't married yet. Trust me. I promise you, I wish I would have learned these things before I got married to her. I wish I would have known these things. We would have been in a totally different space. We would have wrote books and had seminars. Oh,
0: yeah. We'd be...
1: But, you know, now we're perfect. You know what I mean? We don't fight. Oh, we don't all. ever get in arguments. Oh, no. We do all of these things so well. You know what I mean? There, there was a moment before this message that I actually prayed and I said, hey, God, I'm going to say some stuff. I'm not really lying. I'm like joking. I'm saying these things. So don't like leprosy hit me. So we're good. Right, Lord? Uh, this so be
0: one of those moments.
1: Yeah. yeah so that, that, that's how you earn uh, trust. But then also number four is truth. Number four is truth. Um, I want to show you something real quick, uh, because what your truth is, um, matters. Watch this. Ephesians chapter four, verse 15, it says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. I-, I want you, I want you to see something before I-, I lean into this for a moment, truth and love. Watch this truth without love is mean love without truth is meaningless, right? Number one. So I want you to understand both of them. They work in tandem with each other. You can't have one without the other. But I also want to explain that term, your truth, um, in this set of in this uh, world that we live in, especially in our Western context in the United States of America, um, your truth uh, means a lot of stuff, and people can defend in a non-biblical positions they can defend murder they can defend pedophilia they can defend so many different things by this is my truth and this is what i feel like my truth looks like and man this is detrimental i think it's killing us i think it's hurting our relationships so i want you to understand that there is definitely your truth and we're going to lean into that but there is biblical truth biblical truth is what we stand on this is the foundation i don't care what the truth that you feel or you're like oh this is how i feel my life should be i don't care what you feel like your life should be if the lord said that this isn't what it looks like then this is what i'm going to stand on what i'm going to defend what i'm going to fight for what i'm going to teach my children what i'm going to hold myself to i'm going to hold myself to these biblical truths. so biblical truth is infallible Uh, it doesn't fail um and, and it's worth it's worth noting that there's, there's a lot of attack on this thing right here. But it's not the first time. No. It's not the first generation to attack it. For decades, for thousands of years, they've tried to debunk and to twist and to make this thing look bad. And they've done a poor job because it still stands the test of time. It has changed my life. It has changed your life. We see countless of millions of people. In fact, there are some really good things about this country that were faced and based on this thing called the Bible. So please understand the biblical truth is important. Um, but then there's our truth. Okay. Can I, now can I go into our truth? Yes. Uh, our truth. Here's the truth. Our feelings, if they're right or they're wrong, you should have a safe place to be able to complain. Let, let me explain what the word complain means because there's complaining and then there's criticism. You should have a safe space between your, your, your spouse and you, but also I think even in business in relationships, you should have a space where you can be able to say, Hey man, this is what I feel like. And I, how, how, how am I the best version of myself? If my wife never complains and tells me you screwed it up on this place. If I never give her a place to be able to do that, I'm defensive. I'm like, I'm going to kill every sense of your truth. I don't care what you say. Like, no, that's not truth. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. She feels like that. Whether wrong or right, I should be able to honor her and be able to take that and say, okay, let me try to process this. Difference between complaining and, 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 and criticism. Criticism. You said that to me and you were so spiteful. You meant to hurt me. You never forgive anything. I don't trust you. Complaining. What, what would complaining look like, Lit? What would complaining look complaining,
0: like? Complaining, on the other hand, says, well, you said something to me yesterday that really bothered me, and I want to talk about it. My feelings may be wrong, but I don't want to give the devil a place in our relationship.
1: Huge. Because here's what here's what happens. You can have uncomfortable conversations. Uh, as a staff, here at, at Greater Church, even with the team directors, we love to have healthy conversations and sometimes that's accountability sometimes that's confrontation sometimes what's unhealthy conversations what's unhealthy is when you let it stir for too long and you know you know some of the people that they're stuffers some of us we pop off at the moment whoa 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 whoa, what'd you say and then there's and then there's the other side of us that we hold that stuff in until we blow up and we know when we blow up What happens if you do it in a healthy way? Get ahead of it and start saying to yourself, you know what? I got a space to be able to have these conversations and to be able to say these things. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26 and 27 is a dangerous verse. Dangerous verse. Listen to this. In your anger, do not sin. Meaning, you can be angry. Yeah. It's fine. You can be angry. You can be angry. It's okay. But don't let your anger turn to sin. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil that word foothold. Do not give the devil a foothold. That word foothold, it means topos in the Greek. And what that word means, topos, is an inhabited place. You allowed for the devil to inhabit that place. And all of a sudden now, he's living in this place. You know how the Bible says in the book of Psalms that the Lord... He inhabits the praises of his people. That when you open up your mouth, when you begin to worship God, he descends and he inhabits your praises. He's in the middle of it receiving glory. Well, this is the opposite side of that, that the enemy can actually put a foothold. And if I could put a foothold in, then that means that I get balance. And if I get balanced, that means that I can attack and I can continue to move forward. So the idea here is, yo, let's eliminate and not give the enemy a foothold. I don't want him to put his foothold. I don't want him to put a stronghold in our relationship. So what we're going to do is that we're going to cut that thing off. We're going to have truth conversation. Hey, lit, I didn't like the way that you said this to me. I, I don't know whether it's right or wrong, but I just want you to tell me why did you say that to me? Hey, babe, here's what happened. All of a sudden now this conversation at the end of it was like, You know what? I was overreacting, babe. I'm sorry. No, you know what, babe? No, no, you weren't overreacting. I got to make sure that I keep that, what you just said. I want to make sure that I don't do that again. So this is good that we talked about it because moving forward now, it might, the conversation might pop up, but it's going to be short-lived. It's not going to last three days of the silent treatment. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because all that, all that does is going to, it turns into resentment. And that's where the foothold comes that's where the enemy comes and then whenever it feels like the same conversation okay you get over it three days of silence then you make up you have sex everything's good you have hump, happy and hunky dory and then it happens again a month later and you're back right into that same space you have no understanding and that's where the resentment builds and that's where the enemy takes control of that situation in your relationship so the last thing we want to talk about number five is teamwork Un- unity is not uniformity how do you say that again how do you say that
1: uniformity,
0: uniformity. <laughs> i can't say the word it's not uniform y'all okay unity is not all the same it doesn't it's not all the same unity means that there's differences there are differences people are different women are different i explained it earlier They need security, right? Women need security. Women need open and honest communication more so than men. Not all, but the majority of women need to talk a lot. All right. Women, they need soft, non-sexual touch. Give me a hug. Hold my hand. But don't try and go any further than that. Okay. (laughs) Like, seriously, just love me like that. Okay. Be nice. All right. i always tell jesus i don't appreciate
1: the way you said that in I your tone. Still,
0: you know, the, i don't appreciate your tone <laughs> from the from the beginning of our marriage I, this is just a side note we weren't gonna talk about this but from the beginning of our marriage i babe i'm a gentle butterfly like touch me like that don't like you know and then try and like and you know like just relax okay we'll get there but just I'm a gentle one of you guys Start soft and okay anyways all right and then women like leadership okay women crave leadership we crave it there are women who are great leaders we are great leaders I'm a great leader but I also crave someone to lead me all right I want that men they have needs too they want honor they want respect the way in every single way that we we talk and we 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 work with with men. We need to honor and respect them. And they godies they like sex. Women, they like sex. Hallelujah! So if they give us the gentle butterfly touch, we gotta give them the sex. Glory okay? to God! They want it. It's works like that. Okay, so I'm sorry. Nancy, for all... come
1: play the piano. We ready?
0: Sorry for all the.
1: <laughs> Tickle the twine, not girl.
0: There. But for all the, you know, okay, for all the single people and the teenagers who are in the building, you know, you put. How that does aside, that translate to business? That no, that part it just doesn't. It doesn't translate. Okay, so you guys just have to like kind of put that aside and say, okay, that's for the future. I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna put that in my pocket for later. Okay, that for you, young folks who aren't married, and for 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 preach. the teenagers, you you don't need to listen to that. But eventually you do need to know that. So you take these things and you put them as as wise wisdom from adults who are married, who, who understand what is good to have a good relationship, and you take that, okay? So take that and put it in your pocket for later. But for those who are married, think about it. It's important for men to have sex. That's why he's always saying, oh, you don't give me enough sex. Well, give them the sex, ladies, all right? And men... That, you don't hug me enough. You don't touch me. I just want to be near you. Really, and they feel like that, right? That feeling that you're like, oh, I feel like that. Well, just give her a hug. Don't grope her. OK? <laughs> just give her a hug. OK, just give her a hug. Touch your hair. You're so beautiful. Touch your face. Give her a kiss. I don't know, whatever she likes. See, I don't like a lot of that stuff, so I can't really give you a good excuse. Uh, but you know, talk to your husband. Tell him what you want. And he tell you.
1: Okay. Amen.
0: I'm going too much. And then men also want domestic support, okay, ladies, guys, guys. A lot of not like Joe, but you know Chino. He don't know how to cook for nothing. So like you know, he needs. That I'm proud
1: support. of that too.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm
1: mean on the microwave. I need to Google once or twice, but I'm mean yeah. on that microwave. Sometimes the timing.
0: Women, we're just better at organization, like organizing the home and taking care of the, the kids and getting them organized, taking care of them sometimes. It, it really depends. And, and you know what? Some, some men are stronger, like Joe. But you know what? Him and Taylor, they understand. They have a communication. She's maybe not so great at cooking, so he cooks.
1: Wait, do you cook? Where'd Taylor and go? He's
0: good. She, she. Taylor cooks
1: sometimes, right?
0: She does. She, does. Yeah, she does. But her preference is that he cook and he doesn't have a problem with it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's there's nothing wrong with it. But guess what? What did they have? They had communication. They talked about it. They worked it out. Now there's nothing in between them because he un- he understands. Yeah. My primary role is I'm going to cook and every once in a while when I need her help, she's going to cook. That's it. It's okay. So no marriage where pe- where two people are the same is great because then one is unnecessary. Right? So if 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 they're the same then then I really don't need you. I don't need you to cook for me or I don't need you to have sex with me or I don't need you to take care of me. You know what I'm saying? So, so unity is important in the marriage, having team teamwork where we, where, where we work as a team and for, for communication to happen and for these things to happen, we have to communicate. We have to celebrate the differences that we have as spouses or as friends in relationships. We have to let them know that we need them. We have to let them know, look, hey, I'm not so great at this. Chino tells me all the time, I can't cook. I don't know how to cook, but I need you because I need you to feed my kids and I need you to feed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he tells me. Some tells people
1: are like, yo, can we Amen a go? So I got to go eat. Somebody yeah, right? got hungry all We're of a sudden. Done.
0: We're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> and then we celebrate differences. Anyone, any great team that wins, you need the variety of skills. Take a basketball team. Take a baseball team. Take a, take any kind of team Super that you Bowl have. Super Bowl next Sunday. Super Bowl is coming next Sunday, right? Yep. You, you can't do it without the quarterback. But you can't also the quarterback can throw it, but if he doesn't have a wide receiver or someone out there to catch the ball, he's throwing it out there into the middle of nothing. They can't win. All right, as a team, you you win. So stop forcing your spouse, stop forcing your friends, stop forcing people around you to be like you. They're not you. They can help you. It's about unity. You have to celebrate the unique the uniqueness in every person. God created is different and unique for a purpose, for a reason. We're one body, even in the church. If everybody can come up here and preach and do what Chino does, then, then there's no need for the church, right? But, but guess what? There's people out there that do groups and do one-on-one um, uh, G groups and, and can make a big, just as much of a difference as, as Chino makes while he's standing up here and talking to you as he's pastoring. We all need to be unique in ourselves but we also need to celebrate the uniqueness of those around us
1: yeah I think you said it at the beginning like you know unity is not uniformity right so we live in a culture and in a time now where everybody's screaming unity but they're not really screaming unity they're screaming uniformity if you don't believe what I believe then I'm going to cancel you and so you need to do what I do um and so there's not a lot of unity there's just uniformity but in a relationship in a business etc etc like yo we need to celebrate each other's because here's the truth right so like if I look at lid and I'm like man if you were like me you would be doing this and you should like this and you should like me and you should be just like me right and I tell my wife that but then I look at my kids who are getting in trouble and doing really crazy stuff and one shot the other one with a BB gun in the forehead and I'm like yo you guys are just like me man I hate that you're just like me I wish you weren't just like me why are you just like me so I'm not the bomb.com My wife being like me is not going to help because I'm looking at my kids who are like me and I'm like, y'all ratchet, y'all crazy. Like, why? Just behave. Like, just stop playing for one moment because the reality is that it's not about them being like us. I think we go all the way to the top of the message and understanding that 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 first relationship, our goal is not to be like each other, but to be like Christ, right? We celebrate each other's differences. I love how you're different than me. But yo, my goal is to be just like Jesus. I want to be in uniformity with Jesus. I want my heart to think. I want to breathe. I want to talk. I want to act just like Jesus. I want to show you something because in our life, There is a grace that's given to us that we don't really know sometimes. We don't understand how God, he's full of love, he's forgiving, he's faithful, he's filled with so much grace. But there's a holy standard that he holds us to. And this is where me and you, this is what we need to compare ourselves to. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 13 through 16. It says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Watch this. As obedient children, do not conform to your evil desires you had when you once lived in ignorance. But just as who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. You can only give what you got. Right? And for a lot of us, we hear some of these things. And when it comes to toning, the timing, the trust, all of these things sound great. As you develop them, you start to grow in them and then you could give them, but you could only give what you got. If we fill ourselves up with God, if we allow for Him to be the main source, our relationship with God, that's the main one that I want to make sure that I'm taking the right tone with. That's the one that I'm spending time. God, I trust you. I know that you're big. Me and you we're a team. We're doing this thing together. As I spend time with God, I'm going to watch as the overflow of my relationship with him is not only in my spouse, but also in my friends, the way that I raise my children, in my business, etc. and etc. It's making sure that my relationship with him would be good because if I'm honest with you, if God was like me, I'd be dead I wouldn't have the grace that God has I wouldn't have the forgiveness that God has I wouldn't have the mercy that God has and I think as we as we kind of wrap this thing up it's impossible for us to continue to live a life right where we're all self we're we're self-fulfilling and we're we're filling ourselves up with everything we're chasing after everything and I, I think even to the point that it's not only just a relationship but it's several relationships and it's not only one business but it's several businesses and it's not just lying to one person but it's lying to several people do you see the condition of a person's heart it's always going to chase after excess sin destruction Deception. It's always going to find itself leaning to the unhealthy things even in a marriage Like yo, you find yourself you get married That doesn't mean that you won't try to do it with somebody else because our hearts are wicked above all things But here's the gospel The gospel is that god would exchange your wickedness for his goodness, right? Here's what it is is that in a moment There is this there's this thing that happens When we get to ourselves and we say like right now, right? We were talking and we were like dang, you know what? I use a wrong tone with my wife and some of you are going to walk out of that and that's going to be the one you're going to go to. You know what, when I get upset, I got to do the tone thing. It's not what I say, it's how I say it. Okay, cool. And you're going to grab that one thing. For some of us, it's going to be time and you're going to be like, you know what, I got to carve out the time. I make time for what I prioritize and I want to prioritize this. And so you're going to make time out of it. But there is this one thing that you can't do. Can I tell you what that one thing is? You can't. You can't change. Oh, Chino, what does that mean? If you try to change, you're going to continually be in a cycle. If you don't allow for God to help you change, right? So you're going to continue to try to stop watching pornography. But a month later, you're going to watch it again. You're going to stop trying to hate or be mean or disrespectful or violent. But then you're going to do it again. But something happens. This is where a lot of us believers in here We have the holy spirit who's living in us that helps us and muzzles us and guides us He doesn't judge us and condemn us, but he actually convicts us So when things rise up, I made the wrong mistake. We turn from our sins. We repent We say god forgive me and we have this relationship But some of us who are in this room, we've been trying to fix this thing And then we said once we fix it then i'm gonna give my life to jesus. You'll never do it I mean you don't have the strength you cannot change without Jesus it's the Holy Spirit living in us he regenerates us he sanctifies us yeah we have discipleship and yes we grow together and we teach you how to keep your pants up and keep your skirt down we help you with those things but there has to be an internal thing inside of you that says God I give you access to that today for some of us who are in this room you've been waiting long enough and for some of us, we're like, okay, this is the part where he's going to do the salvation call up. Yo, you should be praying for the individuals who are broken, lost so far from God that if they died today, they would bust a devil's hell. You should be praying, God, I need you to save people today. We created this for them. If you're here in this place and you're like, man, you know, that's me, man. I'm, And if I walked out of this thing and I got in a car accident, I, I, don't, I really don't know where I would go. And all the relationships sounds fun and I laughed and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some, some of that stuff, but... Yo, if I'm honest with you, there's some stuff inside of me that I need to work out. Here's what the Bible says, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that, it, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you shall be saved. That, that word saved, it just means that you were separated away from God. And now all of a sudden, God is actually grabbing you and bringing him close to you. You, you didn't just find God. You didn't show up to a church. God's been chasing after you for a while. He's been waiting for this moment. You didn't have the power to come to him. He drew you onto him. There's no coincidence that either you're in the room or you're watching online and an opportunity for you to get this thing right is presented to you. I can't make you take it. You have to take it. Would you do me a favor and would you bow your head and close your eyes?
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. We hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My Greater Church.